Church, developing a culture of loving Christ and serving others. That was awesome. You guys are doing good so far. Um, God is doing some great things. Amen? God is doing some awesome things. Amen? Let me tell you, we had an awesome time last night over uh, at our property where we had a prayer walk. And we got to walk the boundaries. We got to pray over God's provision and blessings. And if you see some of us wearing our, our pen that says all in, uh, we, we are all in on this thing, right, with God. How many of you are just all in with God? There's no turning back, right? That's how we are in this church. We're just saying we're moving forward with this vision. Man, we are going to, we're going to change the climate. Actually, God's going to change the climate of the culture in not just this church, but in our community through the church that's you and I as we carry the light of Christ out into a, a community that needs the message of hope and grace and love that comes through who? Jesus Christ. Amen. It was a fantastic time to come together. Joey had her guitar. We're playing and singing music and worship songs. We're praising God and uh, just all in prayer. That all in is a theme that you're going to hear for a while because we are just into a new movement in our church. And I'm saying a movement because we are moving from where we are at now to a new place. God is creating and he has designed and he has already set into motion some things that we are actively and directly moving towards. And if you haven't seen that property yet that we, have, we are under contract for, the five acres and 27, you need, at least need to drive by and start praying for it. You, need, you can stop, I'll give you permission. You can stop and you can go walk that property and you can be praying over that um, anytime you want. Can I release you on that? Just go have a prayer walk with Jesus. That's what that ground is for. So go ahead, and um, you, you won't get the cops called on you, I promise. It's going to be good. So uh, continue to pray with us on that, and God is God blessing and favor. We have some big, big prayer requests. We're praying, God, to uh, help us and equip the future for ministry. Uh, we're praying for 150000 in the next six months that God will provide miraculously for us above and beyond what we think and can imagine is already his. And so we're going to be saying, hey, we're all in this, and together God is going to show up, and we just move in faith and make steps together towards um, the future. Amen? Well, you guys are doing good. This feels good. Now, listen, with all of this, there's so much going on. The one thing that we want to keep a priority is our relationships with each other. And we are seeing more and more of traction in our church with relationships. Um, and this has to do with our interest groups, our influence team being plugged in, discipleship groups, alpha groups. There's a lot of things to be plugged into. Right now, we've got about 19 interest groups alone. There's fishing, there's shooting, there's, uh, there's horseback riding, and we're getting more and more. There's Bible studies, and there's things that we want you to connect with one another. There's 2030s group. We want you to sign up. Um, 50 plus. There's just so much to do and be a part of to build relationships, which is the key to discipleship. You can't have discipleship without relationship. And Jesus modeled the small group, right, with the 12, the 3, and the 1. The one-on-one -on -one relationships is so powerful and impactful. And anybody who's led a small group here to church and had that where their group has, was down to 1, you know how impactful and meaningful that relationship is. So continue to pray for our church and our relationship and friendships. We want you to have your best friends here who are like-minded in Christ. Amen? Good. Well, I'm going to go right into our message today, and we're going to be uh, continuing our series with Ask. And before I do that... Let's just open this time up and dedicate it before God. Father, we come to you and we ask that your Holy Spirit speak to us, teach us, 
and lead us into new areas in our walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. A little boy was kneeling beside his bed, and he began to pray. And he said, Dear God, please bless my mom, my daddy, my grandma, and all the family. Please give them a good night's sleep tonight. And suddenly he looked up and shouted, And please don't forget the, the, my bike for my birthday that's coming up. And his mother just bent down and said, Honey, there's no need to shout. God's not deaf. He can hear you. And he said, No, God's not deaf, but grandma is. We're talking about asking and uh, going above and beyond some of the things that we have uh, asked for. And maybe some of us are a little bit uncomfortable asking for more than salvation. Right? How many of you know salvation is the greatest gift that you could ever have? You have your joy. Your joy is made complete in your salvation, right? And we have so much joy that is different in life now than others have. And we have something that's envious of others. That they, they want what you have, and that is Jesus in your life. And so maybe we're asking, if you may feel like asking more and above and beyond what you've already received. It's just too much. You don't know if you're there or that you should be. And maybe you feel a little self-centered asking for more. But God says, hey, listen, I have so much for you. I want you to desire more from me. I want you to earnestly seek me and all the things I have for you. I've got so many gifts that are above and beyond. And I've got, I've got my spirit that wants to rest upon you more and more and an increase. And I want you to, to, to go ahead and ask. And maybe some of us are at that place where, where we haven't asked yet. And so therefore we haven't received yet in some degree. And it does take a little bit of faith to believe in a God that wants to give more and, and more to us. And that could be a challenge for us. And so we have been discovering and talking about kind of praying and asking for some, some big prayers. Uh, supernatural pa- prayers, right? We're not praying to a natural God. It's not made of wood and stone. He's alive and, and he, he operates full well and awareness in the supernatural, the outside realm of what we are in. And we get to tap into a supernatural God who... At times, and we get to meet and interact with supernatural, the working of God in our lives and in others, right? Amen? That's good. So asking, we asked a few weeks ago, um, God, we, we want to have you speak in our lives. We, we understand what you're saying about prophecy. We read through Acts, and we, we understand what you're talking about of, of how prophecy is beneficial for the church, and it's meant to build and equip and to empower and to encourage the church and you and I and, and, and prophecy, what it looks like and what it doesn't look like, the, the appropriate way and the abuses. And we said, okay, how do we do this? And we carved some time out of our service, and we we, we, we allowed God to speak into your lives and you to speak it out, and we were able to hear and be encouraged together, and it was powerful, it was dynamic, and it was done with decency and order, and God's voice was, was being spoken and heard, and we were all encouraged by that. The following week, we, were look, we looked at um, healing, physical healing. Last week, we, we had, I want to be honest, a, a greater number of people that are um, needing a physical touch from God than I thought there was, honestly. So we just brought, brought people up and we prayed and just asked. We are, we, God is the healer, healer. He's the miracle worker. We just asked the healer and the miracle worker to do what he's going to do and allow him and trust in him, whatever that is. And so we pray and we ask and we believe in a miracle working supernatural God. Amen. Lots of amens today. And today, I shifted course a little bit this week. We're going to move right into um, what does it mean when the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit? You know, there's a lot of questions right there. 
And there's a lot of nervousness when it comes to that. And a lot of like, I, I, I'm not sure about that. I don't believe in that. Or I, I want that. Or I, I've expressed that. Or I've tried that. Or I've, I, I don't even know what that, does that just mean speaking in tongues? Does that mean this? Is that, how do we make this operate? How do we tap into this power of God through being filled with the Holy Spirit? Is it subsequent from salvation because you've got the Holy Spirit? How does this work? There's lots of questions. And it was great. But I feel like God was directing me to another direction today. And last week was incredible to be able to just bring the needs before God. That's all we did with physical healing. And very appropriate. We're with one another. We're praying for one another. And we're just giving it over to God. And our full trust is in Him. But the stirring of the Holy Spirit was just strongly drawing me to to hover around healing just a little bit more. And perhaps the healing isn't on the outside, but on the inside. And that's exactly where we're going to be heading towards today. And God would heal the cracks in your heart, in my heart. The hurts, the pains, the, the past, the future, the, exper- the experiences that you've been through that have left you wounded and broken, where God wants to heal and I would dare say that every single one of us in here have something on the inside that we've either needed God to heal or we currently need God to heal and so we can certainly understand the pain and the discomfort of what goes on the inside despite what's happening on the outside on the outside you may be tip top shape with the best of smile. But on the inside, there may not be leukemia, but there is certainly something just as strong as a cancer that's eroding your heart, your emotions, consuming your mind and your thought life, and it's destroying you. Whether you feel scared, whether you feel alone, unsure of the future, afraid of the past rearing its head, hurt by the present, controlled by the expectations of life, maybe that others have put on you, your parents put on you, you place on yourself. The struggle with sadness, maybe the relationships in your life are broken and the emotions are just an extreme roller coaster. One, one week you're up, next week you're down. Maybe one day you're up, the next day you're down. Maybe your faith is up and maybe the next day it's down and you're questioning God. Maybe you're hearing this today and you're saying, I, yes, that's me, but I'm not even sure if God can really do what he says he can do. It just seems like I've been struggling this for more than a decade. How could God heal? Maybe you're asking the question, I'm not sure if I even know how to pray. I'm not even sure if I want to pray this prayer. I've been in hurt for so long. And maybe that identity of hurt And resentment has carried you through, right? The walls that you've been placing up in your lives has allowed a distance between you and someone else to get close. And now you've become comfortable with the separation of relationship. And maybe you're saying, I know that's not right, but that's where my comfort zone is. And I'm not exactly sure I want to pray for my my emotions to be healed. To where I'm vulnerable again, because let's face it, it's a scary place to put yourself in a, in a destructive path, potentially. Nobody wants to do that, but we can't be carrying around a hard heart that will not produce fruit. 
I'm introing this with saying the first step to recovery, and let me just say we're all in recovery in one shape or form, right? It just We are in recovery basis. If anybody ever tells you that the church is too perfect for me, well, they haven't been to our church because we are all people who are in recovery, every single one of us right here. And we need God to do a miracle inside and outside in our lives every day, right? How many of you are just rely upon God's grace every day? The first step to recovery is knowing that you're not alone. Isolation may be the first place that we run when we have pain or we experience heartache, we experience trouble or, or uncomfortable relationships. It's something that's happened. We run to isolation. We've got this on our own. Don't mess with me. I've got it figured out. Fine. I'll bury it. And it's, I'm not going to let anybody else, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm, I, I just, I'm not going to address it. The pain's going to live there, but I'm going to ignore it and I'm going to deal with it and I'm, I'm going to move past it on my own. And what we do is we try and find comfort in isolation, but it's been said that Isolation is the worst counselor. And if the Holy Spirit is our counselor and we're holding on to isolation, there's a conflict. Which one are we leaning on for comfort? So maybe God is starting to stir inside your heart an understanding, an awakening, maybe even in your spirit, which is a little bit uncomfortable to even start thinking about. Now, let's just say if you're starting to squirm in your chair just a little bit, that's not my words, that's God's words starting to speak into your heart. Because you're wrestling with something for maybe years and now it's starting to come to the surface and you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And I'll tell you, you're never going to be ready. It's never going to be at that point where like, I'm going to wait until it's easy. That's just not how it's going to be. If we're wanting to uh, work things out, we've got to be willing to wrestle for the blessing that God has for us. And it's okay because wrestling means you're human and God is wrestling with your spirit. And we're getting together with God and he's saying, I've got to fight some stuff out of you and my spirit's going to bless you. And you may be wrestling with yourself. But the first step to winning the battle is knowing that you've got others around you who identify and know where you're at. The worst thing we can do is think that we've, we're going through experiences that no one else identifies with. You are not alone. Simon and Garfunkel, the song, I Am a Rock. It's a great song. It's terrible lyrics. You know the song, I Am a Rock? I won't sing it, but if you know it, you'll be able to hear what I'm saying. Part of the lyrics, gazing from my window to the streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow. I'm a rock. I'm an island. I've built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need for friendship. Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I am a rock. I am an island. It sounds tough. It sounds strong. But in reality, we're just protecting our weakness. It takes strength to open up and say, I've been hurt. And I'm going to allow myself to be kind and gentle. Allow God to produce fruits of the Spirit inside me. Patience and goodness and kindness and gentleness and love and self-control. And the fruit that will blossom from being soft. It takes a strong person to be able to open themselves up that way. You're not alone. I've struggled. And I continue to struggle. I struggle with insecurities. I've struggled with insecurities my whole life. Whether it was from uh, just as a kid, 
failing in almost every grade of my school, and I'm thankful for the teachers who invest in kids and, um, and pay attention to those who are failures. It's difficult to be a failure every single day of your life. Every test, fail your way through, through school. It can develop some deep identity crisis. It's where you sell yourself short. It hinders your relationships. hinders your confidence in life. It really does. I've had some insecurities of just even being in, in leadership and, and pastoring. I know just as well as you do. There's a hundred other people out here that it would be so much better in this role of, of leading this church. As God, I, there, there's more qualified people than me, but I'll be willing if that's what you want me to do. There's some insecurities that, hurt, that has hindered my relationships with people in my life. And they're hard to get over. In fact, the insecurities even from the inside come out on the outside. And if you know me, my fingernails know how short they are. And it's embarrassing to even mention that because it's not something that I'm proud of. It's not something that I, de- I desire. I don't want short fingernails. And I, I know it, it kind of seems like something that's funny and, and jokingly, and it's really um, difficult for me because all I see is weakness. Every single day when I work with my hands, every day that I look at my hands, I see weakness. And if I'm so weak that I can't even have self-control over my fingernails, how can I have so- self-control over the bigger areas in life? It's a constant reminder of how little control I do have in my life. It's embarrassing to mention things like that. In our life, Katie and I, we've struggled. And I thank God for the restoring work that he does in marriages. I'm thankful for the restoring work that that he's doing in Katie and I's life and strengthening us. And three cords are stronger than one. And through God's spirit, he has has, uh, uh, tied us together stronger now than before. But just recently, not too long ago, in our recent past, divorce was in the topic of conversation with us. We had to sit down and talk about this and say, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to live like this or are we going to have to separate ways? And I'll tell you, the, the emotional part of each of us was we, we got to stop. The hardships of, uh, of, of trying to navigate through our emotions and the difficulties in our marriage is not easy, nor is it comfortable to stand up here and tell you these things. I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to be here for you. I'm supposed to be this person who's got it together, and God and I are walking side by side, just like the Garden of Eden, and it's perfect, and it's just not all the time. I'm thankful for God's provision, and I'm thankful for my wife, Katie, and she is a blessing to me, but I can tell you that we have struggled. And I'm saying this, hopefully, and as Katie and I were praying about this, it's difficult to talk about some of these things, but hopefully it's to let you know that you're not alone. Because we can come inside these church walls and we can say, yes, I've got it together for an hour, but that's about all that I've got. And I'm telling you, just to open things up to say, listen, if you're struggling in your marriage, we, it's okay. We want to move past that. And sometimes there's some inner healing that needs to be brought up, brought to attention. And what better place than this, surrounded by people of faith who believe in the miracle and the restoring work of Jesus. And being backed and supported by your spirit that encourages me. And iron that sharpens iron. And burdens that care for one another, that pray for one another. That we may be healed together.
The power of the church, the strength of the church is its transparency, it's its honesty, and it's our offering up to God our lives and surrender. And you can't surrender without transparency and honesty. You can't have discipleship or relationship without transparency and honesty. And I'm just telling you right now, this is where we have been. And we, Katie and I have to fight for our marriage every day. It's been good. I don't want to scare everybody. Here. <laughs> and we're not, we're not resigning. In fact, we just feel the, the need of God's presence in our life more and more as we grow. And that's where we're at. The busyness of the church got in, in the way of our relationship, personally. As the church was growing, the, the things were growing, the ministries were growing, all these things are happening, the church property and the finances and all these things, board meetings, business meetings, and all these things are going on, counseling, relationships, and all this th- stuff that's happening, all those things were taking priority, and Katie and I were taking the back burner more and more. And, that, and even though these are all wonderful things, they're wonderful relationships, and the church is fantastic, we love every single one of you, there's the priority as in our relationship. If we gain the whole world but lose our family, what have we gained? Right? So through that, God has brought us to, together and through a relationship that's, uh, that is stronger than before and reprioritized our lives so that her and I can be a powerful, uh, dynamic duo. And, and God is, is making us and creating us closer than ever before. And I'm thankful for, um, for my wife, Katie. I'm going to have her come and share a little bit of her story and openness. And our prayer was that through being open and transparent, maybe a little uncomfortable for some of some of you, but that maybe there's some that can identify with some of the real life struggles that happen. So she shares, just be open and just be sensitive to, um, to what God has been doing in her and the struggles that she's gone through. The reason why we're sharing this is because we feel very blessed and honored to be able to be open and honest with you guys, really. Um, it, because it is a family kind of setting, um, we are allowed to heal because of your graciousness. And we know that even that God has done an amazing work in us. You can see it's still a little difficult, tender and raw. And I always want to say thank you up front for allowing us to lead with our weaknesses. And I had a pastor friend of mine said, if you lead with your weakness, you'll if you preach with your weakness, you'll never run out of material. And um, that's certainly with us. And do you know where my prayer cards went? Did, did you get those? Let's stand together. And we're just going to close this in prayer, and I want to um, invite you. Um, if you're here, and there's something inside that is saying, okay, I just need healing in this area, we just want to pray for you. We're just going to pray a prayer, and we're just going to ask God to begin the process of healing. Some might be immediate, and others... It's going to be a process, and that's okay. God's doing the work. He does the miracle of how he knows how best to, to amend you and make you whole, and sometimes it's in the journey that God does the best miracle. And, um, you know, we're always going to be on that journey. So I want to invite that if um, you have a prayer need, if you have something in, in your life that you just said, okay, I want, I need healing inside. I'm just asking you to come forward, and we're just going to bring it before the Lord. It's very simply that we're, you're not alone. You can do this, and God's with you, and he hasn't left you, and he's not going to leave you. But sometimes you just need somebody next to you just to remind you that, hey, I'm praying with you. So if that's you, 
asking right now at this time to take a step of faith and come forward and we'll pray together over you. Katie and I will in the church. There's no, there's no condemnation. In fact, there's strength, right, in surrender. So when we kind of surrender some of those things, we just find a new gain strength. God knows when we step out and he blesses us. Right? We take one step close to him and he takes two giant leaps closer to us. And you just took about 20 steps to get here. So there's some things that are happening. I'm going to just anoint you with oil. Anointing on your head is just a symbol of God's presence, anointing protection in your life. We're just going to utilize that as a, a prayer strength or an agreement of, of God's healing on the inside. And we just confess and give it to him and just say, God, take this. So I'm going to say a general prayer. And those of you out here, just be in agreement that they're stepping out because there's something that is hurting. That they're in a place that they need God to do a rest, restoring work. Let's pray together as God does the release. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for a special anointing, your healing power over the hearts of every single person here who is crying out to you, who has experienced hardship, pain, and brokenness, God, and they've struggled to try the pieces together. And Lord, maybe they're trying with you, but God, they just need your comfort in the name of Jesus power of your Holy Spirit to just bring a rest upon their lives at this very instant, God. Let there be a release of the outcome, God, and let you begin to speak directly into their hearts, into their lives about your provision, your working, and your peace that is supernatural, that is beyond human com comprehension. In the name of Jesus, that your work and your words will begin to stir and speak truth, the truth of who they are, the identity in you, God. Jesus, that they are more than conquerors. Help them to understand. Help us to know what that means, specifically in the circumstances and the barriers, God, and the, the hurdles that are standing in our way, the pains in the past. God, the current situations, Lord Jesus, we give it all over to you. Lord, knowing that nothing is too difficult, nothing is impossible, when we bring it before the name of Jesus. And we just ask in Jesus' name that you will touch and influence our emotions, anxiety, worry, fear, cast it out with sound love from you, Jesus. Give us a sound mind. Heal in the name of Jesus. Restore in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Newness in the, in the name of Jesus. Strength in the name of Jesus. Sometimes it's all that we can say is in the name of Jesus. And he knows. Before we even ask, he knows. Holy Spirit, send your love. We thank you for restoring passion and desire in the name of Jesus. We call upon you to do a work that only you can do in the name of Jesus. 
that you bring back to life those things that may have been dead in the past, those dry bones, God. Raise them up inside of our hearts and our souls. We lay them down at the altar before you, God. Every single person, I pray for the anointing through your Holy Spirit's power to create and to make and to revitalize and birth new vision, God, and to spark passion through you, O oh Jesus, that today is a new day, a marker of something that is gone and past and old and stepping into something new, and that is, this, that is the, the identity of you, so that when they look through eyes, they don't see with their own perspective, but they see through the voice of you speaking inside of them that bubbles out and flows, overflowing like a spring of living water, and every time that the devil comes in to try and tempt and distract and to divide, God, I just pray that they will quicken their mind at that moment for the name of Jesus will be written on their hearts and on their minds and on their mouths. Lord Jesus, confess that you are Lord, that you are their Savior, that you are their friend, that you are the defender of the weak, that you are the shelter that they will run to. Lord, that you are their shield, you are their helmet, God, and everything that we have that is anything praiseworthy, God, it's in your name. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of confidence. We thank you for the gift of faith. I pray in the name of Jesus, an overshadowing of your Holy Spirit's working and movement in their lives, the stepping stone that is being built upon Christ, the solid rock. God, that they will stand upon two feet, coming into your presence with boldness, God, not with shame, guilt, or condemnation, but with freedom. In Jesus' name, let there be doors of opportunity breaking free. Just like Paul with the scales falling from the eyes, let there be clear vision of the future, of decisions in the, in, in, that lay ahead. I pray for supernatural wisdom, God, just blessings fall and rain chains being broken and cell walls from prisons being blown open and we walk in your freedom and your presence with thanksgiving written on our hearts and our mouths and we will praise you the rest of our days in jesus name we said together amen amen God bless you. I have some cards for you that I didn't hand out in the first service, and that's really unfortunate because these are great. Some of us need some help knowing how to pray. I've got some cards for you. Pray for personal healing on the inside. Praying for to heal the hurt. Praying for grace. Praying for those who feel wounded. Praying for forgiveness. Praying from de uh, depression. Praying for struggling in relationships. If this is anywhere in your uh, back pocket, take these, utilize this as a resource, help it begin your prayer life of strength and confidence. God will speak to you as we come to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful day. Grab these cards on your way out, or you can come. Thank you so much for listening. For more information on Northview Church, please visit northviewutah.com.